Welcome, welcome, welcome to this very special supplement of the John of All Trades podcast. I remain your host, John X. Thank you for joining us once again. Glad to have you back. So, okay, what's interesting about this is if you've ever talked to me about this show, a lot of what I'll tell you is some of the best conversations I have happen off mic. And that's understandable because when the mic turns on, people... I don't want to say affect a persona, but they are much more intentional about the way that they present themselves in which they're aware of how they're coming off. So they're the way they say things is potentially not as natural as it would be if we were just having a conversation that wasn't being recorded. And as soon as it's over, people will be like, yeah, I didn't want to mention this person's name or I didn't want to do this or I didn't, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so in this week's episode with Josh Klaus and Patrick Combs, which hopefully you just listened to, I would say that conversation was pretty unguarded, but very focused. So when the mics turned off, we were all sitting around. We still had a lot of beer to drink and we were opening new ones. I mean, Josh brought a bunch of rare stuff from his cellar. You heard him mention one on the episode. And I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good stuff. This is interesting stuff. And so you've got me, Josh Klaus, Patrick Combs, and then Josh's wife, Carrie McDonough, is here. And then my wife joins us, Kristen. And you'll hear all five of us talking, just sitting around, like talking about beer stuff. And it's a really interesting snapshot of five sort of beer nerds getting together and just yakking about whatever. Like, And the thrust of the back half of this is Patrick pulls out a beer that he says to me uh, wasn't stored properly, so it doesn't take on or it doesn't have the characteristics that it might have had previously or had it been stored properly. And what you'll hear is all of us debating sort of our different tasting notes. Uh, Patrick doesn't really care for it that much. I'm not a huge fan of it. Josh loves it. Carrie loves it. And so we have some debate, some banter back and forth about it. Now, this episode ends somewhat abruptly. We talk a little bit about the Bourbon County Stout infection of 2015. So if you bought any Bourbon County Stout, you know they release it specifically the day after Thanksgiving. It's a real limited thing. It's something that, that people get really jazzed for. And in 2015, they had a number of batches that were infected. I got one of them. So Patrick is explaining what he thinks happens based on what their explanation was and you know how it likely could have gotten infected. And then Kristen says, okay, I'm going to ask a super shitty question. And at that point I go, okay, you know what? I think this is going to devolve into conversation that we probably don't want on the record about any number of things. And so the episode cuts off right then. But there's like 18 minutes of five beer geeks just hanging out, shooting the shit, drinking their beers, comparing tasting notes. And it's fun. It's a cool opportunity to peer through the keyhole in a way that we don't always get to do on this show. You know, normally it's me having a directed, intentional conversation with someone. This one is pretty unstructured. It just kind of goes wherever it's going to go. And as I listen to the audio back, I'm like, you know what? I think this deserves airplay. And so maybe this is for you. Maybe it isn't. This is probably and almost certainly for geeks only. And that's fine. 
the internet is a vast place. So I figured there's a tiny little corner of the internet where this can reside. And if it, if you're into it, then listen to it. If not, that's great. It's not exactly for you. So special bonus content, John of all trades. This is addition to episode 123, Josh Klaus, Patrick Combs, Kerry McDonough, Kristen Kreitz, John Ekstrom, all sitting around drinking beer, comparing tasting notes, having a good time. So hope you enjoy it. Starts right now. You know, in our family, you have a deviated septum typically, and so therefore you smell more out of this nostril, but not the other nostril, right? But with other people, it could be different. So genetics and flavor, which is like a year-long discussion, um, totally different. Okay. Some people perceive, there's a compound called Indole, I-N-D-O-L-E, and some people perceive this compound as a barnyard, as mm-hmm. literally a fecal barnyard. And a large group of people perceive indole as uh, jasmine flowers. It's impossible to be like, oh, yeah, smell this beer, taste this beer. Oh, it's so good. Let me, yeah, just get so much jasmine and um, horse blanket. (laughs) Is that kind of how, like, um, oh, my God, what is that freaking, like... It tastes like soap. Cilantro. Cilantro. Yep. Is it like cilantro? How some Absolutely. people taste soap and some people I are get like that oh. with hot. citrus. Okay. My, my my father my father can't eat cilantro. Yeah. And and he yeah. Some I people grew up have like Texas. a genetic predisposition but to I, not. Um, I told her that I didn't like hops, and she was like, "Well, do you like Avery beer?" And I was like, "Yeah, I love Avery beer. Not your IPA, but I like all the other beer." And she was like, "Well, then you're crazy because all of our beers are very heavily hopped." She's like, we need to figure out which hops you don't like. And that, like, blew my mind that there was, that there were some hops that I did like and that I didn't. And so then, not long after that, I went to Mountain Sun. Yep. And Their beer I, Bible is how you ended up learning this. Well, yeah, yeah so I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a beer there that I liked that was a... I think it was their Swan, Swan Song IPA, which I later found out was an English-style IPA. But I, I had, actually, Josh had ordered it, and I had a sip of it. Because this is one thing I will say, like, even if you think you don't like certain styles or certain beers, like, just try them anyways, because the the it's so nebulous, the different styles and things. Like, you might think, I don't like IPAs, but then you'll have one, and you're like, oh, I like that. And so that's what happened. I tried it, and Josh is like, oh, that's an IPA. So I asked the server, I was like, what, be, what, what kind of hops do you use in this? She's like, I don't know, I'll go get the beer Bible. I was like, okay. And she brings out this giant packet of basically all of their beer recipes minus the amounts. And I just started flipping through that. And what I figured out was that all the beers that I really liked, especially the hoppy ones, were all made with English and European style hops. And all the beers that I hated were Cascade, Centennial, Columbus. And that's where, that's how I figured out that I, and I've actually since then have met other people that have this weird soapy thing with certain hops. So it is similar to cilantro, maybe, maybe not in the same, I think it's a probably much smaller portion of the population, but that's so interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. To go way back. So like we have dominant nostrils, we smell, we... We can either smell jasmine or manure. Yeah. The, the, the dominant nostril thing is something that is very, very, very minor okay. to sensory science in general, right? Like, 
We're not like, oh, left dominant nostrils, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> You're garbage. Get <laughs> out of here. Done. I don't want to talk to right dominant nostrils. <laughs> You're um, fired. That doesn't, that doesn't make that right much of a difference. Left Twix. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you that the whole pass it under your nose thing has never done anything for me, ever. Okay. Literally never have I been like, oh my god, I get flowers on this side, but all of a sudden on this side I get chocolate chips. That's the like, whole, it's the only way that I can detect skunk. See? And that and it's from, but things. it's not like pass it under like like side it's just like if I do if I like put it right under my nose and sniff, I don't I can't I have a really hard yeah, time you detecting do, skunk. You swirl You swirl down here and you just like six down, inches below your face. Yep. Below like your... six inches under your chin or so. And then it doesn't seem like anything would come up, but it does and this is probably, I don't know if did, this is the best you, beer. Did you get that from the, the Cicerone prep panel that we went yes. to before so at, at Big Beers? Big okay. Beers and Barley Wines Festival up in Vail. This was when Josh took his exam, and I went with him. We, there was like a four-hour class the day before he took the exam on kind of Cicerone prep, and I went just for fun. I I will I will probably take the Cicerone exam someday, but like... I feel like I need to be, like, way more. I, I'm not at the level of beer geekery and, as Josh is. I can't study for two weeks and t- take the Cicerone exam. <laughs> and I I also, like, I could probably study for three to six months and take it, but I wouldn't have any use for it. So I would, sure. I want to wait till I work in the industry in some way before I do it. But it was fun to just do the, do the class, and that was what they taught us was, like, swirl down here. Because skunkiness, they said, was one of the quickest um it was one of those smells that your your nose goes blind to the fastest like you can only detect it for a quick second and then you can't smell it anymore and you can do things like like during the podcast josh was saying like smell the sleeves smell the sleeves so like one of the ways to reset your sense of smell is to smell your own scent so you like smell your own sleeve and it like resets resets i know i never knew that that actually makes sense though right in a weird way like yeah, you kind of like, okay, and then and it just kind of like brings you back to the familiar and then you can go back. But even then with skunkiness, it's like you can only do that so many times. Yeah. And so like coming down here, you just get like... Yeah, if you do that more faintest... than twice, you're screwed. Like, yeah. <laughs> you might as well just give up. You're, but, but you're funnily not, you're enough, not like, get it right. what well, I learned like... was that in order for me to detect skunk, I think I drank a lot of skunky beer both in high school and in college. <laughs> so I <laughs> have to actually, did. instead of thinking skunk... I have to think college, high school, Labatt's Blue, high school, Labatt's Blue, and then I can pick it up. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's like uh, in, in Fort Collins, we used to go to, you know, you could do the circuit, right? You could go to Budweiser, like, which is on the north end of town, and then to New Belgium, and then to Odell's, or like, whatever order you wanted to do it. And then Cooper Smith's had beers, and mm-hmm. Fort Collins Brewery was a thing back then, too. Mm-hmm. But barely. Kind of, yeah. And I didn't enjoy their beers at the time. And, you know, you, you'd take the short tour of Bud, Budweiser. You're basically getting free beer to, <laughs> to do it, right? And But here was the thing. Like, you'd see these group, this, this group of, like, out-of-town folks show up there. And they'd be like, hey, can you be a beer scientist? Can you tell the difference between, like, good beer and skunk beer? And they'd take, like, normal Budweiser. And then they'd have Budweiser that they'd, like, bake in an oven for, like, an hour. Okay. Right? It's one way to do it, I guess. Like, or however they do it. Near, and it was one of those things where it was like, this tasted like normal Budweiser. This tasted like a reasonable facsimile of beer. 
And then you had this other beer that that tasted like you know a fucking cat's hairball fart. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Jax. You know. <laughs> and they're like, can you tell the difference? And there'd be people who be like, I think this one's like, the good one. Know. I think this one's okay. And it's like, lady, that is clearly the fucking terrible. <laughs> Like they they made it so black. It's European. And white. It's European, John. <laughs> it's it's Heineken. Heineken's uh, oh, green dude. green bottle quality. That's that's what they are known for. Or Corona. Or Corona. Um, it's another great example. Why why do the, you put the clear lime, bottle? Why do you put lime in Corona? I, scurvy. I don't know. <laughs> to, to to mask to mask the terrible quality. Of the skunkiness right. and that beer. Right. Don't put your nose in it. I... No, don't put your nose in it. That was a mar- that was a marketing scheme to counteract their marketing scheme. They wanted clear bottles on the shelf. Yeah. Those yeah. clear bottles don't play with sunlight. Yep. That beer skunked. They said put a lime in the beer, and everything changed. It's I I'm not like and here's the thing like I'm not a beer snob. I'm a I'm an enthusiast. I'm a fan. Right. Like I I don't have skin in the game. I. I like good stuff, and there there are very few beers I will turn down. Corona is one of them. <laughs> like I, Corona is awful. It's horrifying. Well, and here's the funny thing I think for me to take it on a slightly different angle. When we were in college, do you remember how it's like I don't fucking put fruit in my beer, oh, and yeah. it's like you don't put lime in your beer, and you don't put orange in your beer, and you don't you, like to go all fucking Wichita on our asses. Right. It's like I grew up in the Northeast, I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> it's where my mom's family is from. She wasn't so lucky like, enough to get fruit. No, in that beer. was definitely a posture, though. It was. Like, it was. I don't yeah. put fruit in my put beer. Fruit in my beer. <laughs> like, you, you don't you don't put fruit in your beer. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden I think it's fucking hilarious that we're drinking Mexican lagers that incorporate lime and sea salt. And one of the fucking IPAs with grapefruit and orange. I was just gonna say that. And, yes, yeah. with um with Ballast Point and their yeah. grapefruit sculpin. That fucking Right, Jax? Jax has something to say about it. <laughs> they're hungry as hell too. Oh, is that why? Oh, they're just hungry. They'll be hungry as hell in a few minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah. like, that, like, revolutionized it. Now, exactly, like, the uh, Mandarin um, Maharaja, Maharaja from... Oh, the, Maharaj? man, the, the Tangerine no. Quad? You're talking about Modus Mandarina. Uh, yeah, Modus yeah, Mandarina. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. From Ska. Yep. Like, um, so there's these fruit IPAs, and it's like, I don't put fruit in my beer. And, like, and I, now, I think about that from, yeah... 15 years ago, the, the exact point you're making, yeah. it's so weird. Like yeah, that? so now it's like, no, like, we want fruit in our beer. Like, we don't want to, like, put an actual grapefruit in it, per se, but, like, now that's what we want. So yeah, I, I mean, for, for a lot of uh, the collector community, especially in, like, the, uh, the beer <laughs> trading scene, the people who are looking to try to get the next greatest thing, most of those beers involve a lot of adjuncts and by adjuncts you know we're talking about these supplemental qualities in beer it's it's (laughs) vanilla cinnamon chocolate imperial stouts right it's it's that type of thing fruit and beer can also deliver those same qualities one of the most fascinating sessions that i went to for this this year at big beers in breckenridge now was a session that stephen powell's This from is Boulevard, what I consider well, to be Boulevard, an example yeah. of something that's yep. past oh, its prime. Wow. Boulevard oh, is how we yeah. started drinking IPA, which finish your story and then I'll promising. tell yours. Yeah. This is so um, good, Patrick. It tastes like um, like a cherry brownie. The, the reason that I would say that this is 
I know you hate it, but it's, I think it's still Because it's beer used to be much better than it is now. Mm. Is this really an old good. one that's been it's aged, or is this a new one? It tastes like... 2011. It tastes like... I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah, see? So... Oh, I love it. And, and so... Okay, okay but, but again, but again, it literally completely comes down to genetics. Of really? What your predisposition to like, what your predisposition to hate. You know why I think I like it because it so, tastes like the old chocolate-covered cherries that my mom used to eat at Valentine's. That sounds yes, great. which so, is gross, but I it, like it's nostalgic. Mine, no, I totally like. I agree with you though. When I taste this beer, uh, this this beer is a prime example of what we call the leathery taste in beer, right? Mm-hmm. Leathery. Yeah. I get leathery, but I also get, Easy. on top of that, totally I get leathery. such intense leathery that it actually becomes dill. Like dill pickle. Cool. Yeah, what? I can see that. I like and that, though. so intense levels. And that that's the same compound. The compound's got a isobutylquinoline. Yeah. And mm. it provides... They it's use dill it in chocolate, perf- which it, sounds gross, oh. but I love it. <laughs> they use it in... They use it in perfumery. They use it in colognes and perfumes and all kinds of things, right? So... Oh my god, this now is, that you say that, I totally fucking taste this it. This is, and if you smell, if you smell this and you think of like a really musty old 80s cologne, that like straight up like saddle, like yeah, that straight up <laughs> saddle kind of craziness, that's what this beer, like that's what this style. beer. I love that though. I, I love respect love Patrick's opinion more than most beer. people I know and I could not disagree with him. <laughs> like this is so okay. good. No, but okay, so what is, what's your take on this then, if I can? Oh, it has all of the qualities of an aged stout that I want. Okay. Like, in its prime condition, it's got bittersweet chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's got molasses. It's got, like, you know, a tiny bit of honey. And this beer was always, had it had a cherry component to it, because it's an ingredient in the beer. So, like, the sourness that he's getting, the dill quality, um, I attribute a lot of that to the cherry. And... As, as much as that has ever been, like, a really great marriage, I think it's been a kind of... It's never been a perfect marriage. Maybe when the spear was, like, really fresh and new, it was a little bit juicier. It was a little bit more fresh fruit quality. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit more sour quality. But to the extent that that's ever been, you know, a, a, a good marriage, I think that this is, like, a, a totally fine expression of the way that those things were meant to work together at this stage in the age of the beer. And I, my mind picks through all of the oxidative and age components of the stout, and it adds in what the fruit is adding to the spear, and I'm fine with all of it. Like, I don't really... I actually think I'd appreciate the base beer a little bit more without the fruit, but regardless, I think it's great, you know, no matter what. All right, I so... Really like it, so oh, why do you not like okay, it? Okay, so... I'm going to go feed the assholes all there. Okay, thank you. I mean, uh, it's a bit you, dusty, but I like you, it. You know, what this, you know what this reminds me of? And this is, this is not a comparison I'm terribly pleased about. I bought, um, I bought some Goose Island Bourbon County mm-hmm. in fifteen. Mm-hmm. It was infected. The infected mm-hmm. ones. I can see that. Got some I infected. Bought, I bought some. Had a Thanksgiving or Christmas year. Was not infected. Not infected. So I bought mine in San Diego. It was infected. Sorry. I, I opened it up, and mm-hmm. it, I'm ex- like I've never had the Bourbon County before, and so I'm really looking forward to it tonight. As soon as I drink it, it hits me right in the salivary glands. Oh, yeah. Hits me way back here, and I go, "That's odd for a stout. Like, yep. what is happening?" And I go, "Okay, I." Uh, and Kristen and I are talking to each other, and I'm like, uh, "Is it weird that I'm really not enjoying this? Like, this does not taste good at all." 
so I go online on like Bourbon County 2015. The first, like, you know how like Google will predict what you're typing? It's like Bourbon County 2015 infected. Infection. Go, oh, I'm like shit. And so Justin Backery was he? He talked to me off mics. He had a stout that was infected at a at a local Denver brewery, and so it's it's one of those things where um, it's RNA. It, it reminds me of getting that infected batch of Bourbon County. Like, and I I realize those flavors are there intentionally, but it reminds me unfavorably Absolutely. of the infected, 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 infected. infected. stuff. Yeah, you know I'm not I mean? normally a fan of sour stouts. I don't know this is, this beer for me is like an enigma. Like and I, I don't, don't know why I like it, but I, I don't believe that originally it was necessarily like intentionally incredibly sour. I just think that the, the sour character has come out much more than it That's previously fair. has. The Leather characters exclusively from oxidation of melanoidins is what they believe. Now we don't have. Maybe a, I've just been hanging out with Josh. That I personally <laughs> love. He loves oxidized beers. Wait, can Which, I ask a question and get super nerdy for a second? Yeah, that's Cause great. Because John brought up the infected, the infection of Bourbon County. Patrick's touching himself, actually. And we... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Hold well, no. There are Whoa. children in the house. Go, go on. Yourself. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? We were talking the other day about... Avery after dark. <laughs> uh, we were talking the other day about the... My dog is cutting it. What is that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. All right, I'm just going to look at it this way. Ask if I put my flies in it. <laughs> but not intentionally. I'm sorry, continue. You're being great. All right, so the other day we were talking about the Infirmary County infection. Uh-huh. And... This was the other day. Yeah, we'd already, we'd already. But the thing is, thing these guys got On so dirty day. about it that like my okay, brain couldn't absorb it. But I, I was trying to explain it to my coworkers. So Patrick, can you explain again what happened? Because there was something about like a tanker truck that they were using to fill, and somehow that like infected, and it like originally came from one barrel, and like so they have no idea. Again? It, it's impossible to know for certain exactly where the infection came from. They believe that it came from the tanker truck that they used to tanker barrel-aged beer in between the barrel-aging facility and the bottling plant that they have in right. Chicago. Mm. They believe that that's where it came from because the, from tank, the, truck, not the, the tanker barrels. truck had not been... Well, but but realistically, lactobacillus is literally everywhere. Oh, it's so on your skin, it's in the air, it's everywhere. Yeah, so it could have been pediococcus, which is, which is very similar to lacto, but... It makes a lot more buttery, crazy flavors, but lactobacillus is a lot cleaner. They believe it was from a tanker truck, but they don't know for sure because it wasn't until significantly a significant amount of time had passed where they realized, oh my god, all of the beer is infected, mm-hmm. with the exception of like two runs. All right, well, I'm going to ask a super shitty question. Okay, no, hold on, hold on. And on that note, and that question prompt from my wife, we're going to close up this week's episode and this special supplement. So... Thanks for tuning in. That was a lot of fun. After we turned the mics off, we kept drinking for, I think, another hour. I don't know. I certainly felt it the next morning when my two young daughters were getting up way too early after a night of drinking beer with a bunch of beer juice. So that's the way it goes. And you know what? I regret nothing. Fun, fun time. Uh, I hope I can bring you special supplements again. Big thanks to Josh and Patrick and Harry for coming over, hanging out with us, and for sharing their incredible beer collection. They brought so much beer here. 
and it was just a real treat and a privilege to get to sit down, drink with them, and pick their brains. So that'll do it for this week's episode for real. I have no other supplements coming up, and I'll be back here next week. Uh, in this same theme, uh, we got a different episode next week, but two weeks from now, uh, we've talked about beer. What's the next step? I think we need to talk about wine, so stay tuned for that. We've got a really fun small yay episode coming up. Great content all the way around on John of All Trades. Check us out on the social media, J-O-A-T Pod for Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, iTunes, and Stitcher. Those are both great places to download episodes of the show. And until I see you next week, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.